Hi there. Welcome to Tiz Talks. I'm Tiz, and I hope today finds you in really good spirits. I hope you're starting to feel hopeful about the year coming up ahead of us. And as we draw near the end of this year, 2020, that's been so insane, I think we're all starting to think about what we want to do or change or accomplish in the year coming up. And for so many, though, our desires often feel, well, overwhelming or too far reaching or unachievable. There's often this really big gap between where we are today and where we need or want to be. And I don't know about you, but that often makes me feel really defeated before I've even started. So if it all seems too big for the things that you want, you're not alone. But the key is baby steps. And you're probably thinking, what? That's it? But really, it is the sure fire way to get to any goal. In fact, it makes it easier to even start. I posted a picture this week online of two people embarking to climb two ladders. And one ladder, the steps were so far apart that the person on the ground couldn't even reach the first step and therefore couldn't get off the ground and eventually went nowhere. While the other person had a ladder that was filled with tons of steps and very simple to climb and so was able to make it to the top. You see, it may look like there are way more steps to take, but the truth is, baby steps is the easiest way. And if you put the time in to help yourself, then one day, that day will come that you will thank yourself and say, I'm so glad I started and did all those little baby steps. And I want to ask you, what do you really want for yourself? What is it that if you could accomplish something, deal with something, maybe overcome something, something that would make your life so much better, healthier, easier? What's that one thing that if you could just get that part under control or done or accomplished would help make you so much happier and that all your other problems would be so much easier to tackle as a result. We all have that one thing and I know you know your answer of what that is and I just hope that you commit to it because you deserve to. And you deserve to feel good about yourself and to feel happy. And if getting started or the idea of tackling whatever it is you want for yourself gives you a ton of anxiety, well, you're not alone again. Now, often we end up doing nothing because we get so darn anxious. And I want, I want to nudge you forward because I needed that. Because I have been that person of a lot of anxiety that has stopped me from doing things. But because if I, I, I mean, I don't know you personally, but I do know this, that your true authentic self wants you to start, right? 
The real you is waiting and dying to cheer you on, hoping, praying that you'll start. Our real selves isn't what's holding us back. Our real selves don't hold us back. It's all the doubt, all the fear, all the worry. It's all that stuff. That's not who we really are, but it's what holds us back. And well, if it isn't fear, then maybe it's something else, like what James Altucher, if you know who he is, James Altucher refers to it as being suburban lucky or middle-class spoiled. He said it ruined him because it made him complacent. And he compares himself to Jewel, the singer, who had a horrible childhood and was homeless as a teenager, singing for peanuts in cafes, and how she made the decisions she made to now be this prolific, successful singer-songwriter who has very much stayed true to herself. Why is it that there isn't any growth in our comfort zones? That when we're on the brink, like Jewel living out of a car, we tend to take the steps we need to take. But if we start small for all of our desires and all our needs and all of our wants, you know, that gets us to where we need to go. We don't need any grandstanding. And maybe all it is is a little bit every day deciding which route you'll take, maybe which phone calls you'll make, things that are simple enough. Maybe it's a phone call to get more information, maybe making an appointment to go somewhere or do something. Maybe it's an email inquiry, nothing major. Maybe you read up on something important to get more educated so you can make some more informed decisions about where you need to go and what you need to do. Maybe you simply journal about it or talk to someone about it. Whatever it is, you take those little baby steps. Then you do it again and again and again and again and again. And if one day we do nothing or we find ourselves, well, perhaps stalemating or plateauing, that's okay. We get back up. Have you ever seen a baby take their first steps? They fall down. They don't stay down. They get back up and they try again. They fall down and they get back up again. You know, I've learned that any goals that we have for ourselves need to be broken down into little bite-sized pieces because for me, it all feels too big. It feels like I'm boiling the ocean and, and, and that's enough to make me run in the opposite direction. Years ago, I wanted to quit smoking and I tried numerous times before and found myself, well, smoking again. And no one needed to tell me it wasn't good for me. You know, smoking isn't logical, but only I could really do anything about it. So I decided this time that I needed some help. And I did a little bit of research. And I eventually went to see this psychotherapist who also does some hypnotherapy. And he asked me how many cigarettes a day I smoked. And I told him on average about 12 
And so he asked me if I could perhaps try to smoke eight cigarettes a day. And I thought, sure, I could give that a try. I mean, uh, I was used to concealing my smoking and there were days where I did have to smoke less, but it still seemed like a bit of a challenge. I mean, someone was asking me to smoke less, so that gave me a little bit of anxiety. But you know what? I discovered that I, I found that it, it was much simpler or much easier than my head had made it out to be, that it was far less painful. I mean, he had me doing some anchoring and reciting things like eight cigarettes is more than enough, eight cigarettes is more than enough, eight cigarettes is more than enough, and over and over and over. And then after a while, he asked me to break it down to four cigarettes a day. And that seemed like another bigger leap to me. But honestly, I, I again, I started feeling really anxious about it. But there there were no rules to, to how I was going to smoke those four cigarettes. So I broke them down and, you know, I think I smoked four cigarettes uh, halfway each time. So it ended up being like eight times a day. <laughs> but remarkably, I did pretty good, all things considered. And then after a number of weeks, we broke it down to two. And again, I'd break it down and I would just maybe take a couple of puffs and put it out and then relight it again so I could really stretch out those two cigarettes a day. But the truth is that I was actually smoking less, gone from like 12 cigarettes a day, and here I was down to two. And then the day came, I guess it was about six weeks later, that I would then finish smoking and I would finally be zero. And I thought I would really miss smoking. But these baby steps really helped me. I think psychologically preparing myself, dealing with the change and realizing that in doing this slowly and, and slowly diminishing how much I was smoking actually was working for me. I slowly became more and more comfortable with the idea even of being smoke free. In fact, I didn't like saying quitting smoking because that felt like I was losing something. So we changed the narrative, the terminology to be smoke free, because that just sounded like I was gaining a whole lot of freedom. And I love to feel free. And that worked for me. But my experience taught me that it's okay, if not even better, to break things down and do things in little intervals and steps. And you know, I never smoked another cigarette since. And I've shared this a lot with a lot of people and on my podcast that I have suffered from anxiety and periods of my life where uh, it has been worse than other times. And I really suffered from extreme anxiety at one point that really tended to take hold of my body. And I absolutely hated that feeling. I felt so out of control. I felt like a leaf blowing in the wind. My breath was, I don't know, hard. It, it, and my heart was pounding. My stomach was the worst part. I, that's where I feel my anxiety the most. And it felt like backflips. And I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts, having battled anxiety for many years, that it's not a quick fix, that you don't turn it off and on, 
Anxiety isn't something we choose to do. Anxiety is what happens to us. It is a result of something. But I also know and have learned that if I wanted to feel better, I needed to start again doing all the things that make me feel better little by little, day by day. Whether it was signing up for the Calm app, I love that app. It has great bedtime stories from people like Matthew McConaughey and Harry Styles. It's full of meditations and lots of great, you know, tidbits. I journal. Usually I get all that horrible garbage down onto paper, all the things that I fear. And and then I journal as if I was a friend to myself. And that was suggested to me to try. It's called a compassion journal. And it's amazing how horrible we can talk to ourselves. And this really started making me very consciously aware of how I was speaking to myself that was only contributing to my leveling of anxiety. So I highly, I highly recommend a compassion journal. Anyway, I would take walks. I'd call someone. I would shift because sometimes just switching up the environment helped me a great deal. My girlfriend who lived in the same condo knew I was going through some particularly rough times and she would call to suggest I just accompany her on her runs to the grocery store and I would go and it would help. Every day I did a little something to help myself and to help my anxiety. And every day it got a little better, but it had to be intentional and I had to work at it and I had to take those steps. Otherwise it just conquers me and I needed to conquer it. And each day was like a compounding effect, an accumulation of all those little things that I would do. And you start feeling better and stronger. You know, this podcast started really, really small too, just a little seed of an idea. I started doing a little bit of research. And then one day I I bought a microphone. I goofed around with it, just recording myself on the computer Actually, I did that for quite a long time. I checked out a few different podcast platforms. I dabbled in various content and subject matters and trying to sort of discover and find my voice. And then one day, my daughter, you know, asked me sort of, you know, where where was I with this whole podcast thing? And, and we talked about what was tripping me up. And she was very helpful. I found a platform that was easy for me. I'll tell you, it's Anchor FM, super easy, wonderful. And so I played with that for quite a while. And I began building a little bit of a, a library of episodes. And, and But I never switched the live button on. And it wasn't until I shared this with my peer group from my Toastmasters group that I'm a member of in the Toronto area and pretty much made me promise to upload and go live. And honestly, it's been the best thing ever that I've done in quite a long time. And and already I can see how great this has been for me. The feedback I've gotten from other people have just been incredible. And I know now that, you know, this has been such a wonderful thing to start watching and evolving and 
taking some ideas and seeing where it will lead me to. Really excited about next year and sort of my next season of podcasts. I'm learning now that the possibilities are truly endless for us. If I, if I can adopt just this baby step method to just start and take teeny tiny little baby steps towards something that we really want to do. I mean, there's so much I still want for myself and I still want, you know, better health and fitness and I need to up my game in that department too. But it gets me a little excited to see where, you know, these little baby steps that a little seed planted where, where it can lead you and take you. We have to think big, but we have to start small and we can never see the outcome. I think, you know, I think sometimes we don't do things, you know, we have an idea in our head or, or we have a wish or a desire or, or something that we want for ourselves so much. And then we don't do it because we can't, we can't figure out how it's going to end or is it going to be worth it? And I say those are the wrong reasons to not do anything because we can only really see what's in front of us. And frankly, status quo is not where you want to be for the rest of your life. We're human beings. We all need to continue to grow and learn and really step into our true selves. I really believe this is a big part of, you know, why we're here on earth. And to reach for that first branch and to make that move and take that little step. You know, there's, there's proof in the pudding that, you know, big results, you know, that, that get rich quick doesn't work, but the baby steps do. They are steady, small steps moving forward, inching, moving and it's steady and it's faster than any other way. Great things always start super small. The most successful people started really small. I mean, you know, look at my you know, example with Jewel. And we learn such valuable lessons along the way. This is where we gain so much wisdom and lessons. And the ones that have sustainable success to overcoming something, you know, I perhaps overcoming like anxiety, like something that I have been trying to chip away at. It's only that everyday commitment to working at it that has long sustainable success. I mean, the mantra for even people recovering from, you know, addictions or overcoming grief, the mantra is, to take just one day at a time. Just handle this one day. That's it. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. And then the next day, you take on the next day. I mean, Rome wasn't built in one day. You know, they didn't suddenly just, you know, look at all these you know, intricate plans and say, wow, this is such a big project. This Colosseum is way too complicated. We can't get this done right away. This isn't going to get done in a day. I think we better just forget about Rome. You know, achievement takes time. Bricks are laid one at a time. Changing habits 
takes repetition over and over and over and over, a little at a time. And when we break down our big goals into these little bite-sized pieces, it feels so much easier to chew and digest. It's just more attainable. I mean, I want to lose more weight. I mean, this has been something that I have been battling my entire life. And I'm a bit frustrated, I'll be honest. But, you know, it's always, oh, I need to lose 25 pounds or whatever it is. And you tend to sort of gain and lose the same weight over and over. And I just want to stop that insanity. And the truth is, you can go and you can get the apps and have all the different uh, what, what have you to say, okay, I'm going to be able to lose all this weight and I'm going to reach this goal by oh, let's say April or May of 2021, it just feels far away and it feels big and it feels daunting. But when you say instead, you know, I think I'm just going to lose five pounds. (laughs) Suddenly five pounds feels really easy, way more manageable, way more attainable. And I can say, you know what? I think I can lose five pounds in three to four weeks. And that gives me a feeling of success of accomplishment. And then I can say, okay, you know what? I did that. I'm going to go for the next five pounds. And, and I really believe that this isn't about, you know, these big massive goals anymore to losing all this weight. It really is one pound at a time. (laughs) Wait, maybe you want to save a million dollars and you can't do that all at once. Well, maybe you can, but for most of us, you have to do it at dollar at a time, a little bit every day, a little bit put away each week, a little bit put away each month. And all we need to do is find the courage and the resources to do those really small little things. And that doesn't seem so daunting. It's a little easier to say, hmm, all I need to do is write this email or phone this person or do this one thing or get out and take a walk or go to the library and do some research, whatever it is, it just feels smaller and easier to achieve. So we can make the commitment to do those little things each day towards the things we need and want the most in our lives, can't we? We do one little thing and then we ask ourselves, hey, what next little thing can I do? So what is it? What's your one thing? And if you start now, imagine where you'll be a year from now. Imagine right now you just have this big block of stone and each day you chip away at it like a sculptor. And eventually you reveal it and it makes you feel so good about yourself. It's your own masterpiece, but you don't do it overnight. But that thing that you've always wished for, if I could just do this or overcome this or achieve this, then I would be living more true to myself. Gosh, if ever there was a gift we could give ourselves to advance something, to know, you know, some, to do something that would be really, 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 really good for ourselves. 
And, and the thing is, is that we need to do it. You know why? Because then we share our stories and we inspire other people to take initiative. We pay it forward. We help each other. We let people know it's worth it to invest in themselves. You know, and something I've been pondering a lot lately, I think we all feel like we, we matter. We want to feel like we matter with the people in our lives. We, this, is, this is a really big thing. So why don't we show ourselves that we matter to, our, or to ourselves, that we, we are worthy of the effort, that we can do it. I think when we finally demonstrate to ourselves that we matter, we start waiting for other people to make us feel like we matter. I think we need to make ourselves feel like we matter first. And then I think that's when we start taking some brave, bold baby steps. I know for me, as this crazy year draws to an end, that I have some serious making up to do because I'll be honest, there's a lot of things I have not done for things that, yes, definitely concerns and fears and worries and all that kind of yicky stuff. But I don't want to be here another year from now, still looking back and still only dreaming and thinking of the things I wanted for myself. And I'll be honest, there's things on that list that are five years old, 10 years old. I don't want them to stay on my list forever. I think no matter what my age is, I'll always want to improve myself. I just need to take the baby steps because life has shown me, experience has shown me that when I do, I am rewarded in the greatest way. And that all those little baby steps suddenly catapults you forward. Suddenly you reach this tipping point and you go, wow, look where I am. And you look back, all those little steps and where it's led you. We need to give ourselves this gift to start, start super, super, super small, little, little baby steps. Here's to never settling. Carpe diem because you're worth it. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. This is Tiz. Thank you for joining me on Tiz Talks. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye for now.